0: Hailing from Crawfordville, Georgia, our next guest is a graduate of Parkville College, a member of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, and, after a decade-long career with a Kansas City star, now sits as president of one of our city's most beloved institutions, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, and today he's here to talk about the Negro Leagues inclusion in the new edition of MLB The Show 23. Please welcome, Bob Kendrick.
2: Hey, Bob, how have you been?
1: Man, I am great. I am great. I always love being on your show because the intro is right
2: on point. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad, man. I'm la- Listen, hey, my girlfriend and her mom were just down two weeks ago to the museum, and they were just so tore up about how great it was. Like, they really loved it, man.
1: I am so thrilled to hear that. We do. We ha- we've got this treasure. There at Historic 18th and Vine, known as the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, I don't want it to be this hidden gem. I want everybody to come and experience what the world is raving about. People from around the country come in to experience this museum, expressly to do so. I got to get more people at home to do it, and what a great time
2: during the month of February right. when admission is absolutely free. Yeah, <laughs> and it's cold outside. Look, it's cold. Go on down there, and, and and the whole 18th and Vine is fantastic. But man, it doesn't matter if you're a giant baseball fan. If you're just a history person, or you like good stories, you you like to see the way the world was formed as we know it today. Um, it's just put together so well, and there's just no way to not be interesting and interested when you go there. There's just no way that you go through the way you guys have set it up, and, and you walk out thinking anything, then, man, I'm so glad I did that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's the overwhelming reaction that we see, Johnny, when people do make their way to the museum. This is, as much as it is a baseball story, it is more a story of the history of this country. Right. But I also believe, Johnny, and I believe this wholeheartedly, if you know the history of baseball, you essentially know the history of this country. They are so closely aligned. Yeah. And But the Negro Leagues are an important part of the history of our sport, but more importantly, the history of this country. And, and you literally walk out of that experience cheering the power of the human spirit to persevere and prevail. This is about love of the game. You know, the things that they had to endure is one side of it, but how they rose above the adversity – to play the lo- play the game that they loved
2: yes and and isn't it funny the way uh, it's always hearts and minds isn't it like the way we learn our our, our own, in our way our own morality or our own conscience sometimes sometimes it has to be delivered to us it, you can't beat somebody in the head with everything but sometimes no. because their their hearts and their minds are touched and they really feel good about something or it makes them feel a certain way, man you, you really can change the way people think and the way they feel about about many things in this life. Well, that was
1: a beautiful thing, Johnny, about our friend, the late great Buck O'Neill. Sure. Buck O'Neill had such a way of sharing this story that you wanted to be engaged in it. And, and, And I hope that some of that has kind of spilled over on me in the way that I now share this story with folks. And what we've seen is the heightened interest in Negro League baseball history and the museum has certainly been at the forefront of creating that heightened interest. Man, I couldn't be more excited about all the great things that are happening in and around the museum. As we mentioned, it's free February. The entire month of February is free admission to the museum, thanks to our friends over at the Kansas City Royals and Royals Charities. This is the second year we've done this, and we're seeing uh, huge crowds come in to experience this museum. And so that's exciting. And, you know, you mentioned in the uh, opening MLB, the show, which is just absolutely gone bonkers. The announcement just went nuts. Uh, And I'm so excited about it. Buck would have loved that.
2: Buck would have absolutely loved the idea that he was in a game like this. In video game, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He would have thought that was so interesting from, you know, because you think about where he came from with Satchel Page and 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 just his love of the game and the fact that above all, above all, the one thing I took from Buck, the few times he'd come in the studio and we'd spend an hour or two together, he his heart was so open and good. And even though this world had not been, you know, we want to talk about fair, not fair in this life, right? It's just, the world's never fair. It's just the way, unfortunately it's built. And in spite of that, his, his never ending happiness in spite of everything he'd ever faced in his life, man is truly like one of those gifts you get. If you see it in somebody else, it'll, it'll remind you to just, you just got to keep on doing it. You know, when he didn't get in, you know, when he didn't get into the, 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 um, uh, the Hall of Fame when he was alive, everybody around him was losing their minds. But <laughs> the one guy who wasn't
0: mad was Buck O'Neill.
1: It was Buck and, and that beautiful spirit and, and yeah. this very this very gentle man, and, and, and that's what he was. And, and he just exuded love and positivity. Yeah, and yeah. Anytime you were around Buck, you felt better. And I think that's the thing, Johnny, that I remember most about Buck, because people ask me all the time, and, and and there are so many wonderful stories, and car rides, and plane rides, and breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all the wisdom that he shared with me. He didn't force it on you. It was there if you wanted it. That's right. And, and the smartest thing I ever did, man, was I kept my mouth closed, and that's I listened. Right. Yep. But the thing that I remember most about him is the fact that you always felt better, leaving buck than you did when you came to see him there was something innate about him and i don't care how bad your day might have been going if you had an encounter with buck
2: it got better (laughs) i mean and i wish the world could have seen more of it because it truly was a, a striking feeling like the first time i met buck I was enamored of, of what he'd accomplished and who he had touched in history. And the second and the third time, though, you're right. The, all those little bits and pieces of, of wisdom that were, that were being offered up, if you could just stop and listen. And, just uh, stop and listen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he really. And, and, and the thing I love, and we, I think you and I talked about it before, was uh, even you talk about musicians like Geddy Lee from the band Rush, this progressive rock band out of Canada. <laughs> getty loves baseball so much he's almost at every toronto game uh and he came all the way down here and he damn donated a huge amount of uh of, of things for the museum didn't he
1: he sure did and, and, and as you can imagine johnny my particularly my canadian fans when they come in to visit the museum the blue jays are in town they come in to visit the museum and they see the getty lee collection and uh, they're looking at, okay, is that the Getty Lee? Right. And I'm like, yes, it is the Getty Lee, uh, an amazing and generous collection that he donated to the museum of single-signed Negro League player autographed baseballs. And let me tell you, in this collection, you've got Hall of Famers, you've got a cup of coffee guys, but, Johnny, they're all important to us because 99.9% of the names on display In his collection, they're all dead. We couldn't have gotten their signatures even if we wanted it. And then a lot of people, they get giddy over a signed baseball by the legendary country western singer Charlie Pride, hey, and a see. lot of people didn't know Charlie Pride played in the Negro Leagues. Uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> was I a didn't.
2: I didn't know. Yeah. When I was a kid, I grew up with the eight track at my house. And "Kiss an Angel Good Morning," "Love Her Like the <laughs> Devil" when you get back home. And yeah, and, yeah, I, and I, I, he was and, amazing. And,
1: and I knew, I knew of Geddy Lee and Rush. I, I did. I knew of them, but I couldn't say that I was a big
2: Rush fan. But Johnny. I'm a rush fan now.
0: That's a <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. That's it. That's right. That's it, right? You, it, it's, again, hearts and minds, man. When when somebody is kind and good and, you know, we're all so quick to anger. And and you realize, like, like everything that, that you know, and, and, again, we don't have to get super deep. This story will, will tell itself if you go to the museum. And, oh, it in, does. in such a way that you go, wow, maybe we shouldn't be so quick to anger. And, and how did we get through all that? People hate change, right? So they had the segregated ball teams. And, and I think there was some real hard racism, and I think other people are just they hate change. And so when they were going to start to segregate these 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 teams or, or, or put them together, then it was I think part of it was change, and part of it was just you know true for lack of a better term assholes. And sure. and so through through the game, through the joy of the game, through the ups and the downs, through the happiness and the sadness, through the the, the feeling we get when we get involved in sports. Without having to be sad, we went, why are we getting upset about this? Why This is good. I feel good when I well, watch this. Like, And it well, just and, becomes part of our hearts and our minds. And, and,
1: and I think that's what you kind of learn when you come to the museum. It is not a sad, somber story no. as it relates to the story of the Negro Leagues. Now, the conditions that you described were sad and somber. Sure. But the organization of the Negro Leagues is not sad. No, no, no. This not is a all. celebration, and we treat it as a celebration but as i mentioned it is the celebration of the power of the human spirit to persevere and prevail you won't let me play with you in the major leagues okay i'll create my own league that's right and then that league would rise to rival and in many cities across this great country of ours surpass many of those major league teams that would not let them play and, and they're playing in their ballpark and they're out those That's major right. league teams in their own ballpark. so now, this is a tremendous story of pride and passion and perseverance, and as I like to say, the refusal to accept the notion that you're not fit to do something, so I'll show you.
2: Right. A- and what's not to love about that? Do, do we course. not love an underdog? Do we not love Absolutely. Do we, we, we all come from that place, right? In some way, somewhere, you know that, that feeling of, of I'll show you. Man, that to me, that is the great American spirit. Like, if you ask me, if you ask me, what does when people say the the American dream, the American spirit, what does it mean? It's I'll show you. If you tell me I can't, I will show you I can. I'll show you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this story is so steep in that spirit. And you just mentioned something
1: that I say to my visitors all the time. I believe that the story of the Negro Leagues embodies the American spirit unlike any story in the annals of American history, because, Johnny, it is everything that we as Americans are proud of, because it is about pride and passion and perseverance, determination, and, and that spirit of saying, okay, I will show you. Right. And honestly, the major leaguers, most of the major leaguers were not concerned about integration. Now, you had some of the guys, particularly a lot of the guys born in the Deep South, they didn't know any better that they had been taught this you know that color yeah. meant that meant something but the majority of the major leaguers didn't care they would have been happy to play right alongside those players from the negro leagues
2: well, yeah they judged you on your ability to play ball can you play yeah that is the only thing in the, when it's all said and done that matters can you play yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it and and the thing is by the way you guys so Saturday and Sunday is just looming out in front of us right we got weekend we know it's going to be cold in Kansas city it opens at ten, closes at five. Opens at noon, closes at five on Sunday. It's totally free. Heck, uh, when my uh, girlfriend and her mom went, I believe they got an Amos Otis bobblehead and maybe yeah, a yeah. Buck we've O'Neil. been
1: we've been giving away bo- bobbleheads while the supplies last. So come down. I think A.O. John Mayberry bobbleheads still available. So make your way down to the museum. What a perfect weekend to come and do it as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and just get there, bring your families to experience this. It's an amazing. Amazing uh, experience. Uh, We're so proud of this place. And and honestly, I think we've got the best baseball history museum anywhere in the world, and that is with no disrespect to my friends over in Cooperstown, New York, at that hollowed hall known as the National Baseball Hall of Fame because it is tremendous, and it is filled with stuff. But you see, Johnny, it's not the stuff that drives this museum. It's the story. Of course. A very powerful, compelling story. And, and I think once folks are introduced to it, they
2: fall in love with it as well. Without a doubt. Listen, and that's that's exactly it. Just go give it a shot, give it a try. Don't be that person that lived in the city with this with this incredible opportunity, but you don't go. I, I have friends in, in all over the United States, they'll live somewhere and I'll be like, Hey, have you ever been to the you know, top of the world trade and they're like, No, no, I'm gonna go. So then I'm like I'm like, You live here, go to it
1: like Exactly. You haven't seen the Statue and of breath. Liberty? Yeah. yeah. It is. It's rare that we become tourists in our own city. Yes. But we have to do that. We have to support these these institutions. And and I'm sitting right now, as I'm doing this interview with you, I'm in the Truman Library, getting ready to speak to some social studies teachers at a social studies conference. And the Truman Library is spectacular.
2: Yep, it and, is. and there's
1: still a lot of people who have not been to the
2: Truman Library. There's so, so many it, cool it, things to explore yes. in this city, man. When I, oh, went to, absolutely. when I went to the World War One Museum... Uh, years ago, and they, when they opened it, I was just so knocked out by how world-class it is. It, it, it's spectacular. You know, and we're
1: so proud. The World War I Museum is a national museum. Yeah. The Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is a national museum. This is. They've been both designated so by the United States Congress the only two institutions in this city that are deemed and designated national museums. And that's something that we are inherently proud of, particularly given the origins of this museum that started in a little one-room office, and and now it is recognized as America's National Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. So, yeah, now we encourage everybody to come down. And even the things that we were talking about, the addition of Negro Leagues and MLB, the show, all these things that we're doing to try and make this history connect and be relevant to an ever-changing generation of young people.
2: Yeah, hey, go check it out, man. Everything from uh, the Jazz Museum to uh, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum to the uh, Musicians Foundation, the Blue Room, the gem, the food, the restaurants—it's all worth going to see, man. It's a—it's a really great glimpse into Kansas City, and uh, man, uh, listen. I'm so glad you're doing this, Bob, because I don't think anybody could represent that museum better than you with so much love and passion and understanding of, of a Buck and, and, and what he meant to the city. Like, it's, uh, you just really are the perfect guy.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Johnny, and I always appreciate getting a chance to catch up with you. We don't do it nearly enough, no sir. but I certainly appreciate every time that I do get a chance to come on with you guys. Uh, thank you for your support, man, your continued support. This has been over a number of years, uh, and we just absolutely love it.
2: Uh, you take care of yourself, my friend. I'll see you soon. Okay, thank right. you. go okay. uh, no, it's free. I mean, I, I don't know how else to tell us. You, you just you took your kids to a Super Bowl parade outside. Now keep the ball rolling. If you love sports, your kids love sports. And they and just hmm, maybe learn something good uh, without it being a baseball bat. Without, you know what I mean? Like, you go through and you make your own decisions. You read how it went, and you see how it played out and, and what it meant to people and how much joy it gave everybody. Uh, and you just, you just kind of, it, it's a greater understanding. Trust me on that. You, you won't walk out of there thinking that was a waste of my time.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,